Well, good morning, everybody. A little different today. The worship leader has given a little bit of a message, so everybody freak out. <laughs> um, no, today is something that actually has been on my heart for a long time that I've wanted to come up and um, teach a little bit with you guys, and that is worship. Um, first of all, I am the worship leader here. My name is Brent Smith, the worship leader here at Elevation Community Church. So hello, everybody that knows me and comes here regularly, but everybody that is a guest today, we welcome you and we are very happy that you're here today. And our number one concern is not that you come back here, but it's that the Holy Spirit connects with you in a powerful way today. So that if you want to come back, we would love to have you. But as long as God's moving in your life, if you choose another church, that's okay. We just want the Holy Spirit to move. That's our priority. So today, I have just a short amount of time, because as you can tell, it's a worship service. We've done a lot of music already. We have a lot more music to do. So I'm going to be throwing a lot at you pretty quickly. So uh, just bear with me here. Um, But worship. Worship is something that, um, first of all, I want to get into. There's two words that go hand in hand quite a bit. It's praise and worship. How many people know the difference between praise and worship? Few? Yeah. Not too many? Yeah. So uh, if you guys would go ahead and put that slide up for me here. Praise. I'm talking about worship today. So praise real quick. Let me explain this to you. Praise, by definition, is the truthful acknowledgement of the righteous acts of another. Since God has done many wonderful deeds, he's absolutely worthy of our praise, no doubt. But praise is not something that we are instructed to give exclusively to God. So we can praise each other. We can say, hey, you did a great job today, you know. Um, Later, you can say, hey, Brent, you did a great job on the message if you want to. Um, But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um, anyway, worship is, however, something that we are called to give exclusively to God. This is not to downplay the importance of God, of giving God our praise, but today I want to focus on understanding worship. So let's move on to worship, knowing that I'll get back to the differences a little bit between, between praise and worship in just a minute. But worship, what is worship? That's something, truthfully, that I didn't really know a couple years ago. I heard people say it. I grew up going to church, and I knew that worship was something that you did when you got to church. It was something that you did, you know, like we just finished. You sing some songs. But what is worship? Is it a concert? I've heard some people say, you know, man, I love going to church on Sunday mornings because they put on such a great concert on Sunday morning. Well, (laughs) not necessarily. Um, Is it a style of music? Is it a genre that a lot of people don't know about? Um, That there is a genre called worship for sure. But there's a lot of stuff about worship that's out there that a lot of people don't know about. And I know this because I personally did not know until God called me to this a couple of years ago. And I've, I've been called to put in time and effort um, into understanding what it is. So I, I know that a lot of people don't truly have much of an understanding of what worship is. So it's been on my heart to try to uh, convey that to you um, in case you don't know. Because a lot of people, you know, it's my job now. It's my calling, it's my profession, and I'm blessed and fulfilled to do it. But a lot of people don't get to do it every single day and really put their time and effort into it and really dig deep to figure out what it is. So today I'm just going to go through um, with what is worship, and we're going to talk about that and discuss that a little bit. So um, Webster's Dictionary, if you could put the slide up for me, defines worship as three different things. One, worship is a, a form of religious practice with its creed or ritual which in a way is true, right? Uh, Number two, 
It's an extravagant respect or admiration for or devotion to an object of esteem, which is also kind of true. Um, and three, it's reverence offered to a divine being or supernatural power. And all of those are true in a way. They're true in the English way. They're true in a worldly way, a worldly understanding of what worship is. But there's something that us as Christians, we are called to something deeper, and that is worship. So now getting back to the difference between praise and worship. Worship comes from a different place within our spirits than praise does. They are both worthy and they are both important. Praise can be given to many things. But in Luke 4, 8, Jesus tells us that worship should be reserved for God alone. And that scripture reads on this slide. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. That's pretty potent stuff, right? Here Jesus is telling us two very important things. He's telling us that we are required to worship God and that we are to worship and serve nothing and no one else. That's an important part of understanding what worship is. Now, getting back to praise a little bit. Praise can be a part of worship, but worship goes beyond praise. Worship gets to the heart of who we are. Worship changes our perspective and causes us to look both upward, not not both, upward, inward, and outward, all three of which are very important in our spiritual growth and sanctification. So worship calls us to look upward. That helps us line up our priorities. It helps us focus on God and who he is. Calls us to look inward. Helps us to focus our priorities and on our spiritual growth because it causes us to change. Causes us to analyze ourselves and realize the pieces of us that aren't in line with what God calls us to be. And then it also calls us to look outward. It calls us to look at our fellow man. Calls us to, uh, to be better for others, to love them as Jesus loves us. So to truly worship God, this is a hard one. We have to let go of our own self-worship and our self-consciousness. That's tough, you know. And I'm going to get into some differences in worship here in just a minute, but letting go of our self-worship and letting go of our self-consciousness, that is, that's a hill to climb, man. <laughs> First time I ever went to a church that was more like this one is, where people were lifting their hands in worship, they were so free. And part of me drew back from that because I was like, that's not what I grew up in. That's weird. I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to do that. So the more I went, the more my wife and I went to this church. It was called um, Angelus Temple, the Dream Center out in L.A. We spent some time out there, and that was where we went for the first time to really experience this. And there was just something tugging at our heart. We found out later it was the Holy Spirit. But it was calling us to do more in worship, to give more of ourselves and to connect more with the Holy Spirit in worship. So slowly we began to, you know, have you seen the thing on Facebook or the shared meme or whatever it is where it's like the, you know, carrying the TV and you got the coffee cup, one hand up, you know, then you got the full on praise. So there's many different ways to lift your arms and uh, lift your hands in worship. But uh, we slowly went through all those motions until we finally got up there, you know. Um, So anyway, (laughs) worship is something else. 
Um, and we have to surrender who we are. We have to surrender our self-worship, our self-control, uh, self-consciousness to who he is, to adore who he is, not just for what he's done for us, but for who he is. Worship is a lifestyle. That's something that's hard to comprehend. It was something that's hard to comprehend for me. At least it was, and I'm getting there. But worship is a lifestyle because you think, you know, it's like the pray without ceasing. Well, how do I do that? How do I pray when I'm talking to people, you know? It's something that you grow into and something that you gain an understanding for and a comfortability with as you do it more. Um, So more than anything, at least from what I have learned, worship is a position of your heart. And it is vitally important to your relationship with God. Worship, I'm going to list off some things here. Worship is your intentional expression of intimate relationship with God. That's deep. (laughs) Worship is a heartfelt expression of love, adoration, admiration, fascination, wonder, celebration, and devotion for and to God. Worship can include laughter and tears from both happiness and sadness. Worship can include dancing, shouting, bowing down and staying still. And yes, it can even include lifting your hands and raising your voices in song. I said a lot of stuff before I got to that last one, huh? A lot of people just associate worship with music. It's kind of what I used to do. And um, that's not what it is at all. It's a piece of it. But that is by far not the whole picture of what worship is. So... Worship can be all of these things and more, but only when these things are done in intentional communion with the Heavenly Father. You can do all those things all you want, and if you're not connecting with Him, and if you're not worshiping Him, you're just going through the motions. You know? I don't want to go through the motions. So, now as I stated earlier, worship is vitally important to your relationship with God, but why is that? Why? Christian or non-Christian, pagan or holy, every human being was designed to worship. Every single one of you in these seats was designed to worship. Because every single one of us was designed by God himself. And the way that he designed for us to connect in relationship with him is through worship. Through all of those different forms. And every single one of us does worship something. And that's a tough one. We are of this world. There's a lot of stuff that pulls our, pulls our devotion, pulls our, distract, or our, our hearts away. Um, you know, we all struggle with that stuff. One thing for me this time of year, really tough, fantasy football, man. <laughs> that's something, honestly, that you have to wrestle with. You have to, you have to look at yourself, analyze yourself, looking inward, and figure out what the things are that you struggle with. And I am not perfect. I'm not up here saying, you guys got to figure out what's going on with you because I am figuring out what's going on with me right now too. And it will never end. It's going to be a lifelong battle, but it's worth it. Um, so <clears throat> we readily worship food, sports, arts, and music. We worship comfort, control, power, achievement, work, money, and relationships. But God calls us to worship him. He commands it, he desires it, he pursues it, and he deserves it. 
I used to think, this is all honesty. This is raw Brent right here. I used to look at God, and I, had under, I understood the omnipotence, the power, the glory, the love, the faithfulness of God. And I always thought, if he's got all that going on, why does he need me to worship him? You know? It just didn't click with me. I didn't understand. I was like, well, I, I don't get why I have to do that. It, was, it almost felt, in a way, and this is obviously not what it is, it almost felt in a way it was like an ego thing, like, I'm powerful, and you tell me how powerful I am, you know? And I know that some people feel that way. That is not what it is at all. If God took time to design each one of us to worship him, it must be pretty important to him, right? But I'm going to get into why it's important to him and why it should be important to us and why we should make it a priority in our lives. So the last thing that I want to address before I close this up, I told you it was going to be a short message today. The last thing I want to address before I close this up, and I really need to drive this home with every one of you, each one of us, everybody here, is specifically designed to worship differently than everybody else. Every single one of us. This is something that I knew before, but that was really driven home to me at couples camp um, when we were there. The final day, they spoke to us about individuality. They spoke to us about why God designed each one of us I was going to use the terminology, each one of us is a snowflake, because there's never one the same, but that's got a little different connotation to it now. But we can maybe say uh, fingerprints. Every one of us is an individual fingerprint in a way. (laughs) So, God wants an individual and unique relationship with you, and with you, and with you. And I'm going to help you understand that. He wanted, if he wanted his relationship with every one of us to be just like every other relationship, he would have created us all exactly the same. Look at it like this. This is from Couples Camp. Marriage is an extremely intimate relationship that is intentionally modeled after the relationship between Christ and the church. Between Christ and you. You are the church. And how a single marriage looks and works is different and unique from every other marriage out there. Every single one's different. Every single one is a fingerprint. Every single marriage, every single relationship is a snowflake. And why? Because marriage is a union between two uniquely different individuals. So if each one of us is unique and different, then how, by joining two uniquely individual people together, can you ever expect any functioning relationship to look exactly like every other one out there? <clears throat> so, because your relationship with Christ is different than every other relationship with Christ out there, do not, do not expect your worship to look exactly like anyone else's. Technically, it shouldn't. It should be individual. It should be unique. <clears throat> and on the converse... Do not expect anyone else's worship to look exactly like your worship. And don't be disappointed or angry with anybody if theirs does. If it looks different, it's okay. It's supposed to be. God wants to have a unique, because it's not special if it's not unique. He wants to have an individual, unique relationship with you, and that's what worship is. So to close up, I'm going to go ahead and call the band back up. I guess they're already up here. Um, So in closing... I will say this, it does not matter that the way you worship might look the same or might not look the same as those around you. It's because you are uniquely designed and that is awesome. 
and you need to embrace that. So if other people around you are worshiping and they're just lifting their arms and singing and that's just not your bag, it's okay. You don't have to feel pressure to do that because every one of you is designed to worship God differently. And there might be times that it changes for you. It might move into lifting your arms and raising your hands to God. It might, might move to you just worshiping in your quiet time and just being home and alone by yourself. And that's another thing I wanted to touch on real quick. We are called to worship, worship excuse me, we are called to worship corporately like this, but it is vitally important to know that we are also called to worship in our private time, in our quiet time. To pull away from the world and to have space and intimate individual relationship with God through worship and through prayer and through just soaking and listening to him and through his word. So what does matter? I said what doesn't matter. What does matter is that you put in the time and the effort into the relationship with God so that you can discover how God built you to worship and to be in relationship with him. And finally, that you actually worship him. You can put in all the work you want, but if you never do it, what's the point? So anyway, I'm going to close up with this real quick. Uh, scripture, John 4.23. found this last night, and it really inspired me to leave you guys with this thought. In John 4.23, while speaking with the Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus says this, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. So let's go be those kinds of worshipers. How about that? Thank you.